Greetings. This is On La Nose. I am having a very ADHD day. Just cannot do the thing that I want to do. Uh, which in this case is I want to words for you and share thoughts with those words. And I am, I am struggling. I, so I'm thinking I might not talk about the things that I was originally planning on talking about this time because I just am really struggling to put things together where they make sense. What I was originally planning on talking about was um, basically the way that uh, we get misled by greedy people. And when I say greedy people, I mean like corporations and stuff and the things that they will do to um, misinform us where we don't realize we're being misinformed so that we end up walking around thinking that we know the right information to make good decisions for ourselves. And in actuality, we're making decisions that hurt us just so that these people can get rich. A good example of that would be the sugar industry making the fat industry into the bad guy. Um, so I'm not gonna get into that because I, I'm really, I like literally when I try to talk about it, the words, they do not come out correctly, um, like at all. And it just sounds, not good. And I really want to share this information with you in a way that you can walk away from it and be like, oh, I learned a thing. Even if you generally know some stuff, maybe there's some details in there, you know, or maybe it's just, I don't know, interesting. But um, so yeah, I am going to save that for another day. So let's see, what can I talk about? I've been under a lot of stress lately, and that stress is taking up a lot of space in my functioning brain parts. So I'm having a hard time motivating myself to do stuff because I can't stay focused because the stress is kind of like there at the forefront. Um, and that's frustrating because it makes it hard for me to relax since relaxing for me is doing stuff. I am looking forward to cleaning the rocks that I'm tumbling. I'm gonna do that tomorrow or the day after, um, which by the time you hear this will probably be a couple weeks ago. Uh, I do record these well in advance because there's always the possibility of my health issues getting in the way of me recording and I would like to do this on a very consistent schedule. So right now I have rocks in the tumbler and it's a uh, vibration tumbler. So instead of like the rocks literally being tumbled like circular over and over and over again, they're, um, they kind of sit flat and they get vibrated and then they slowly move over each other. Um, and you cannot see, but my hands are like doing the thing. I'm totally, I'm totally showing you the thing. <laughs> So they get very mucky because the rocks break down as they're like smashing into each other. And um, I have to clean them. And I'm at the second from last stage with this batch of rocks. And this is actually my first, my first batch. So I'm like very excited because I've always wanted to polish rocks. I just, I don't know why, but I think it's cool, man. So, um, Tomorrow or the day after, I will do some scrubbing, and that's 
that's like a really good, like, I don't have to be motivated to do it because it doesn't require my brain working to do it. I can just kind of get lost in what I'm doing. But I don't have a lot of things in my life that are those kind of things, like washing dishes and vacuuming, but those don't, those don't take very long. Um, so it can be pretty frustrating when I'm stressed and find that I can't, can't get into things. And what am I stressed about? Well, thank you. Thank you for asking. I, I kind of didn't want to be rude and, you know, assume that you were interested. But since you asked, um, predominantly I'm stressed out about money, which is what everybody for the most part is stressed out about. I think even people who have too much money stress out about money. Um, I just don't have enough. And it's stressful and I'm trying to problem solve my living situation because my rent is too high for my income. Uh, so I'm basically running out of my savings. And so I've been trying to like figure out a solution. And the the most obvious easy solution is to get a housemate. Um, and getting a housemate is not really a great solution for me for a variety of reasons, which I will be very happy to explain in a moment, but I don't think it's the right solution. I think that like, I need to do other stuff to try to make this work without that. Um, and I, I had like about a week and a half where I was like, I couldn't even sleep. It was like stressing me out so much. And then now I kind of feel like I've got a plan. It still relies on other people. And that's really, really hard because I am very used to relying on myself, basically, like always. And having a shop, which is one of my sources of income, relies on other people. It relies on people wanting to buy my stuff, but it also relies on, and this is the part that's really hard, it relies on the people that are in my life, that are in the circle to see my social media stuff, being interested in supporting me enough that they take an active effort in sharing my stuff because we're connected, right? But then they're connected to other circles. So if they share, and maybe one of those people shares, it gets out out of my circle. It gives me this opportunity to meet new people and potentially have new customers or new followers, people that are just interested in what I'm doing. And that's, <laughs> it's really hard. People don't do that. Pe I watch people share stranger stuff all the time but they won't share my stuff. And I don't think it's about me. I don't think it's personal. I think that there is something about when you know somebody that makes people less likely to do these sort of like support things, right? There's something about the novelty when you're sharing someone you don't know, some like artist that you've just seen and it's cool, you know, that novelty, but 
Yeah, and this is something that you'll hear like a lot of artists and people who have shops and creators talk about is that they feel really let down by the people who they thought would be the most supportive. And I really think that it comes down to this phenomenon. And I, I don't know what the real reasons are. You know, novelty is probably part of it for some people, but other people, I don't know. You know, like there's probably a bunch of different reasons that just sort of coalesce into this issue that impacts anybody who's trying to do things for themselves. And the thing is, like, when somebody shares my stuff and I get notification of it, it's amazing. I can float on that for days. It makes me feel really good because it makes me feel like my stuff is good enough to be shared, you know? And I know that when people don't share, that isn't them saying it's not good enough, but gosh, it is really hard not to internalize. You know, it's really, really hard not to internalize that. So I'm trying to find a way to earn money that will allow me to be okay. I'm just trying to break even. I'm not trying to make extra money. I just, I just want to break even so that I'm not using what's left of my savings and I just want to be okay. Like I need clothes that fit me and that's not really an option right now. And I want to want that to be an option, even if it's just buying like one article of clothing every, every month, you know, and I'm not talking expensive clothing, I'm talking Costco. Because in the Bay Area, Costco is cheaper than a lot of secondhand stores. So I looked at the housemate thing really seriously to the point that I asked somebody if they wanted to be a housemate. And then I just fretted and I was like, what if they say yes? What if they say yes? What if they say no? You know, um, and just went through like all the whatever. And then I, I just realized it was like I was thinking about my experiences as a landlord renting out rooms in my house. And I was like, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to deal with people who are going to lie to get what they want. And those lies are going to impact my health and my mental well-being. Like, is there a chance I could meet somebody that I, that I would be able to coexist with? Yes. Is it statistically probable? No. And here's why. I'm not easy to live with. Without my health issues, I'm particular. I learn how to do things, and then that is the way that they need to be done. Like, we live in a state that's prone to drought. I don't have a dishwasher. When you wash dishes, you use a bin, you put water in it, you put the dishes in it, you scrub and clean all of the dishes, and then you rinse them. And the only time the water runs is to put water in the bin and to rinse the dishes. And then after you dump the bin, you like scrub the sink and then rinse that out, right? That is correct. And if I lived with somebody who ran the water the entire time they washed the dishes, it would upset me and they would have to pay more of the water bill because that's fair. And if you think that's fair, we're probably, you know, 
going to get along. But there are a lot of people who would think that that's nitpicking. But I think if you're going to be wasteful, you have to take responsibility for that. Same thing with people that take a lot of showers or take long showers. And then there's air quality. Like, a lot of people take for granted air quality, and they don't do the things that they should be doing to maintain the air quality in their homes. Matter of fact, a lot of people, their air quality is very bad and they shouldn't be maintaining it at that level. They should be fixing it. But, you know, using the ventilation over the stove, the one in my house doesn't work great, but I still use it. Um, If the weather's good, I open doors. And I have air filters that measure the air quality and the, the, the AQI gets nasty when I'm cooking and I don't even fry stuff. Like, I don't cook with oil at all. That makes it way worse. A bathroom, use the ventilation if you have it. This bathroom does not have it, which is gross to me, but that's like a whole other thing. And, you know, but crack a window or whatever, like when you're taking a shower so that the water can't build up and like cause mildew and mold. Making sure that your room gets adequately aired out. If it's really humid out, run a dehumidifier. You know, like, these are things that I do actively all the time. And they're very important to me. And living with me means that you also have to do them. They would be in the rental agreement as part of, you know, the mold addendum and air quality addendum and all of that. Like, it's all stuff that the state of California recommends. But a lot of people say they're going to do that stuff and then they don't do that stuff. So those are all particular things. Those are things that also, um, because of my health issues, not doing those things can actually cause issues for me, can impact my asthma, my allergies, the mast cell stuff. And that's where it gets more complicated because I have my particulars And then I have my, you have to do this because it's detrimental to my health. People cannot cook with allium, onions, garlic, chives, whatever is in that family. You can't cook with it if you live in a house with me. My face will puff up. But I had multiple tenants who said, oh, I didn't think you meant that while they're cooking with onions. Or like, oh, I didn't think that baking onions on a pizza would be a problem. And like the air quality stuff, I had multiple tenants that caused mold and mildew growth in their bedroom. And I knew that there was a problem because I was getting sick. And then I had to seek out the problem and figure it out because I didn't go into people's business. I trusted them to do what they were supposed to do. But like my house that I used to own was in a like fog corridor. So it got a lot of humidity, the the way that houses in San Francisco do, they're like all really prone to like mold and stuff because of it. And so I ran a dehumidifier and I was like, you need to keep your door open, you know, for part of the day to allow like air circulation. It could just be open like six inches. That's really all it needed for like air transfer. And some people, they just wouldn't do it. And their bedroom would get so humid that the carpet mildewed just because they were in their bedroom breathing. So like, it's really easy to be like, well, you know, it's not fair to ask people to keep their door open and blah, blah, blah. But but then like, 
the aftermath of people not following the rules is like absolute destruction to the environment. I mean, a, a moldy carpet is a carpet that has to be ripped out. I had to pay for that. And then, you know, plus I was like sick, like the guy that caused the black mold in his room. Oh my God, I have pictures of that. If there's a way to attach pictures to my podcast, I, I will attach pictures. Um, the, it was, there are, there are not good words. There, it was bad. And it was so bad that I had him uh, we like taped up the the vent for the the heater and taped up the bedroom door and he had like this uh, tea tree spritz and he had to spritz the room all the time and then he had to remove his stuff uh, not through the door because that was taped closed but through the window and he was upstairs so basically he had to just toss all of his stuff outside that way and then the few things that he had to carry downstairs had to be thoroughly like wiped down before he could like carry them down um, but I spent more than a year after that managing uh, the spore issues in the house so that's that's how I got into running the dehumidifier but that room we had to rip out the carpet we had to treat the walls and the floor with stuff that killed the mold and then paint everything thoroughly. And he didn't even have money to pay for all of that. So I kept his deposit, but the deposit covered a fifth of the cost. And then I couldn't rent the room out. So then I was, I had more losses because of that. Um, it took me, because I was, that was at the height of my illness. So it took me quite a while to get the work done and then you know and then finding someone to come move in after that and it was like I think I went six months without rent and then there's the things that you can't really count for and you can't really be like well you know like like I had a tenant he had really bad um fungus like toenail fungus and he didn't tell anybody and I noticed it because he normally walked around in his socks and I noticed his feet had a particular smell and I asked him to wear slippers and he refused because I didn't want the, you know, I didn't want the the foot smell on the, on the floor since, you know, smell equals bacteria or fungus. Um, and he refused. And then at one point he didn't have his socks on and I saw his toenails and I went, dude, you have toenail fungus. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, you have to wear sandals in the house. You cannot, you are going to be giving this to other people. And he's like, no, it's not contagious. I, I know it's not contagious. I've had it since I w was in college. And I was just like, what? What? Like, <laughs> so the extra fun part of that is during this time, I was having surgery on my toes for ingrown toenails. And um, I ended up getting the fungus in the inside where the surgery was. So not on my toenail, but inside. And then I had to take special medication to treat it. And and like, then he felt terrible. He's like, oh, I feel so bad. Cause it was incredibly painful. Ugh, it was the worst. I mean, it wasn't the literal worst, but it was pretty, it was pretty the worst. And um, there's like things like that, that like, you know, you people come into your house and you don't know. Plus, I am allergic to perfumes, so people cannot wear perfumes. That includes deodorant, like scentless deodorant or or something like Lume that uses um, essential oils 
but not perfume. And there, there's like a difference. Essential oils are oils that have, you know, like the tincture or whatever made from, from the thing, from the, the smell, the oranges or whatever. Um, perfumes have like all these chem- chemicals in them. And I can't tell you which chemical in particular I react to, but I react very strongly. Um, I'm allergic to perfumey like laundry soap. So, you know, I, I if I had somebody move in, I'd actually be like, you can't use my washer, which some people would be like, oh, that's fucked up. But, you know, uh, the only way for them to safely use my washer is if they wash all of their laundry three or four times and then I have to thoroughly clean the washer and sometimes that doesn't work like I went through this when I had tenants I was like you have to do this you have to use my soap and the uh, the debris or the leftover or whatever from their clothing I would still end up reacting to it even though I cleaned the washer a couple of times and I just I don't want to I don't want to put my washers through that. I don't want the threat of like having an allergic reaction on my lady parts or somewhere else. Like, you know, so it's, there are lots of, lots of things. And then there, and then there's the scary nightmare things, right? Like the person going through your stuff. Oh no, 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 no. That makes me, Ooh, it makes my skin hurt just thinking about it. Like basically the person lying and not respecting your boundaries and going through your stuff. So I would want to lock it. And of course, like Google knows that I was thinking about getting a housemate. So what does it do? It shows me like advice articles where people are like, my housemate picked the lock and went through my stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's helpful. Thank you, Google. But I even had a tenant that low-key stalked me and then after I kicked him out, he sent me death threats. So that was exciting. So yeah, I, I have like so many stories. And all of those stories, all they do, all they, they all add up to doing that is not going to be good for me because there is a high probability that I'm going to have to deal with people being people. You know, like, I'm sure that some of the things I've said, some of my friends would probably do. But because I don't live with them, I don't know that they do those things. So I don't, it's not a problem. But you live with, it's just different. And and I'm a caretaker as well. So something that happened when I lived with people is I would take a vested interest in making sure that they were well, that they were okay. So I, if it was raining, I would pick them up from, from the train station. Like what landlord does that, right? But I did it because I wanted to, because I, I just give a shit in that way where I like do stuff. And I, you know, like the few tenants that I got along with, I'm still friends with all these years later. Like one of them is actually a, a patron of mine, which, was when when they signed up for for Patreon, I was like, whoa, that's so cool. Like we had talked a couple times over the years and caught up and stuff, but it just made me feel like really, really sort of like, yeah, I was not a terrible, terrible landlord because I, I know that because of my particulars and, and my needs and stuff that 
that that can be terrible. That could be a terrible experience for somebody. But also, I never surprised anybody. Like, I was straight up. I showed people stuff in writing before we even met, before they saw the space. And then they would tell me it was fine. And then it was not fine. So, you know, I... I think I feel, yeah, I, I definitely feel too much responsibility for being me, like as if I, I'm i not allowed to take up that space the way that other people do. Because if other people had particulars, I was happy to accommodate them without it being an extra expense. But for my particulars, I charged less rent. That's the other thing. I charged like 200 under market consistently. So I never really made enough money. Um, and I did that because I thought that it would motivate people. Be like, okay, I've got this space. It's super clean. It's super well taken care of. The landlord's super attentive. Like she fixes stuff. Um, yeah, there's some rules that are kind of inconvenient, but dude, like it's, you know, char they charge less, blah, 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 all this stuff. Like I thought, that's what I thought because if I was in that situation, that is how I would how I would interpret it. I'd be very motivated to adhere to the agreement. But other people, not so much. They would move in and tell me, like, they've never lived somewhere that was so well taken care of or, like, they've, they've learned about air quality and now when they go to other houses, they're, like, grossed out or whatever. But then they still didn't do the work, you know? Which, of course, like, is common. I mean, look at all the people in this world that complain about the status quo but they complain in a, you need to change it. You need to fix it, not in a, I'm going to fix it kind of way. So, I mean, I guess it should have been obvious to me that people are like that. But now that I know that people are like that, now that I have been given a multi-year lesson of stress and financial loss about how people are, I am not motivated to utilize that particular option to help me stay afloat unless it's an emergency. Like it's there, it's gonna be there, but it's gonna sit in the back of the closet. And when I'm looking at my bank account and I'm like, I will not be able to pay rent uh, two months from now because of, because, you know, I, then, then I will, you know, I will do the thing, but, in the meantime, I'm just going to keep busting ass to try to make ends meet without doing that. I'm going to keep pushing my Patreon, which I'm not very good at pushing. By the way, I have a Patreon. And I'm going to push my shop. And even though that feels like completely pointless because like five people ever see it and it's the same five people who are already supportive. So then I just feel like I'm sort of dumping on people who are already doing the work. Um, but I'm going to keep doing it. I just made a Twitter account. I deleted my old Twitter account um, and then made a new one. The old one I primarily used before I worked at the startup that ruined my life and then, and then used it for work and stuff. And so I have this very bad association with it. And I'm hoping having a fresh start will make it easier for me to use the Twitter. 
Um, so I have a Twitter and I'm just going to just keep using social media and, you know, like hope eventually maybe one of the algorithms will decide that I'm a cool kid because like right now, all of the algorithms know that I'm not a cool kid and treat me accordingly. So <laughs> like, man. So yeah, I am dumping my, this is, this is a dump cast, not a podcast. But it is, it is, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it because, you know, it's part of my reality and maybe it'll be entertaining or interesting. You know, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to trust you guys to do with it what you want. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Maybe the next one will be more for you. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, it's, sorry, the, that's the trap when you make stuff, right? There's people who make stuff who are really good at figuring out what other people expect. And so they cater and they make their stuff non-authentically. It's always shaped around what other people want. I am not like that. I worry about not being like that. And sometimes I think I should be like that, but I'm not, I can't cater. I am authentic to the extent that it hurts me. My, my quote unquote brand of authenticity uh, hinders my growth because I'm not able to do the little things that tend to pull people in, you know, like, like, when I interact with people, I interact with them very like, just straight on. I treat people the way I would treat my friends, even if they're strangers. I don't treat them like fans. And a lot of people like being treated like fans. They want a little bit of sweet talking and they want like to believe that they're, you know, in some kind of like, that they're getting some special attention or getting focused on, even if like the caption on the photo is super like generic and like it's, it can be seen by thousands of people, you know, but I don't, I can't like form captions like that and make it personal. Like, you know, oh, how are you doing today? <sighs> like, it just, you know, it just doesn't. And if I do use those words, like, how are you doing today? It doesn't come across the same way, um, which is is interesting and is just kind of its own thing. But um, yeah, so... I don't know, if you made it this far, just, I guess, keep in mind that you have the ability to have like a real impact on my life and other people's lives just by, just by taking a moment to hit the share button, to hit the like and the share. And commenting is not complicated. One of the things I love about TikTok is instead of there being pressure to think of something to say, all you need to do is comment with an emote that shows how the thing made you feel or how the person makes you feel. Like sometimes I watch content and I'm like, yeah, I didn't really enjoy that, but I really like the person. So I send them some hearts because I, I was happy to see their face even if I didn't really care about the content. Um, and, you know, it it can sound kind of like not authentic, but because I use emotes that are what I'm feeling uh, in response to the person or whatever, it is authentic. You know, like if I didn't feel anything at all, like sometimes I just like stuff 
just to be supportive and I I don't comment or I comment with something that's like non-emotionally expressive, um, like a T-Rex farting. I like that one a lot. It, like if I don't know what to say and I don't know what I feel, T-Rex farting is a good go-to. But like our world is heavily dependent on these digital interactions and we have the ability to help other people by doing something that takes only a few seconds. So, you know, just, I know I've talked about this before, but just keep it in mind that it does matter. It really freaking matters. I get so excited. It means so much to me when people like share and interact with my stuff because it makes me feel like somebody cares and it makes me feel like somebody wants me to succeed, you know? And I know that's projecting or reading into it or whatever the word is a little bit, but I also think that it's not, you know, not always. Um, so yeah, you know, anybody else, you know, that does art, whatever, just share their shit too. Share it directly to me and I'll go support them. I don't see stuff on my feed very much and I'm totally down to like give people some, some love to help get their stuff out there especially on my accounts where I have more followers, like on TikTok and Instagram and stuff. But um, yeah, so the dump cast is concluded for today. Thank you for listening. Oh yeah, and just a reminder, if you have any questions, anything you'd like me to talk about, suggestions, as long as you're not telling me what to do, because that is a hard boundary, I am here for it and I want to hear it.